Come with me as we dive into some of the most intimate diaries a person could share. My mission is to inspire you to push through during the toughest of times, too. Thank you for being here. This is Push Diaries Podcast, and I'm your host, Tess. Hey everyone, happy Friday. I hope this March 12th is finding you doing well. Shelby came back on the podcast to talk to us about self-care and the routines she's been able to form. This past year and winter has been tough on everyone. Self-pity is human nature sometimes, along with sadness. But grace for ourselves, most importantly, is something we have to remember to give. How are you focusing on slowing down and taking care of yourself? How do we care for our kids and family members? Think about taking an adventure or trying something new. Who knows, you might just fall in love with it. Be sure to visit pushdiariespodcast.com forward slash episodes to check out this episode and many others after the show. Have a great weekend! Without further ado, here is Shelby talking about self-care. Episode 35. Good to see you. Thank you. Fill us in on you because you have a new job, which is super exciting. Yes. So after a very long 2020. (laughs) What happened? Like when you left us last, you were talking about how when you had to say goodbye to all your guys, like that sucked because you were really pulled out of there without any warning. Yeah. Yep. I had to leave. And then my thought was, you know, I'd be able to finish up my internship hours fairly quickly, get licensed, get a job quickly. COVID had different plans for me. So (laughs) as for everyone, so it took me much longer to finish my internship hours. My supervisor was extremely busy at the prison, obviously with all these new procedures and policies with COVID. So she would send me small projects here and there. Uh, That would be an hour here, an hour there. So it, it took me a long time to finish up my internship. But I was able to do that in October and then apply for licensure, which took a few months. Things were slowed with that as well. So right before Christmas, I got my letter saying that I'm officially, you know, licensed as a drug and alcohol counselor, which is really exciting and a nice Christmas gift to me. Started applying right away and I'll be starting at Meridian Behavioral Health. So they're opening up a new men's residential treatment program up here in Sauk Rapids. That's I'm super very excited. Cool. Yes, well, I can tell you are, and that that's awesome because to get a drug and alcohol counselor like you, they're going to be lucky guys to have your help. Just having the passion, right? That's half of what's missing for a lot of people. So I'm excited. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I'm, I'm really very excited to start working again, feel like I have that kind of purpose again of being able to help people and... I have it in my personal life, you know, with being able to be there for friends and things like that. But it's a, it's a separate kind of, you know, you understand, yeah. But Oh, yeah, totally. Especially, like you said, 2020 was such a long year. A year ago, we were all doing many different things than we are now. So good for you, though. That's very exciting. So, so now you're just kind of waiting. I mean, I'm happy, like, that the end of your supervision worked out. That must have been really hard, Shelby, because... 
yeah, you didn't get to do how you thought at the end there. Yeah, and I tried to look at it as everyone made sacrifices. I mean, last year did not go how anyone was expecting it to go. And honestly, I'm very grateful because I, I have, I had the necessities. I had a place to live. I had food to eat and my, you know, my family and I were healthy. So I really can't um, yeah. ask for much more than that. But um, it was, you know, frustrating at times, but ultimately it helped me kind of slow down and focus more on taking care of myself and doing the necessary things so that I was uh, growing towards the most mentally stable and like whole person that I could be, which I felt that the the slow pace of last year really helped me with that in a lot of ways. Yes. Well, that's good. And so today you and I decided to talk about self-care. So I love that you're kind of steering us in that direction. I, too, feel like last year helped me be, like, grateful, right, for small moments. Like you said, we have a roof over our head. We're not sick. Like, those are huge things. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things, you know, that I would I would get wrapped up in my, and not even necessarily self-pity, because it's not wrong to be sad about things that are happening in your life that aren't going the way that you want them to go. That's human nature, and I don't think... right. I think there's a difference between self-pity and just acknowledging the facts of your life and sometimes having to grieve for things going a different direction than you thought they were going to go. Um, yeah. So I, I try to stay aware of that and not, you know, feel um, upset with myself if I was feeling sad, you know, because in the back of my head, I'm like, well, there's people that are sick that, you know, can't can't feed their children and, you know, all these things, which is is awful. Um, you know, but everyone, everyone has their own struggles and in different ways. And so trying to give yourself some grace with that too, is what I attempted to do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I found myself, you know, when you talk about like moving forward in the healthiest mental space that you can be in, I found myself struggling with just, yeah, the fear of COVID, even just going out, like, People had no idea how this was going to affect them. And Tyler and I actually got COVID the very beginning of January. And I'm happy to tell you that, you know, with my health issues, I thought like, oh, gosh, like what's going to happen? How am I going to feel? But it was okay. And and again, I know not everybody is that fortunate. Last year, I just really let the fear of it kind of get in my way, like, I could have applied for a part-time job, right? But the thought of leaving my house and interviewing different companies and things like that, I was just like, I don't want to put myself in danger. So it was hard, Shelby, like just being okay, being still in my space here, you know, gets boring. So like, what was the hardest for you? The hardest part for me was when my, my daughter when schools closed and I had to homeschool my daughter for a few months, it felt like it was a few years, but I think it was only a few months. Yeah. But it was, it was extremely challenging because as it was for, for all parents, you know, I, I, I got my mom guilt of feeling like, 
you know, I, I should be so happy that I get to spend so much time with my kid and yet I'm going fucking nuts because, you know, I, we have a very nice apartment, but it's, it's an apartment, you know, we live above other people. It's, you know, it started getting colder out, so we couldn't go, you know, do all the outside things that we like to do. I hate being outside in the winter. It's just like, why, you know? So we were just very cooped up, I felt. And my daughter, Easton, is like super high energy, like just go, go, go all the time. So we'd, you know, I try to get her through her schoolwork. And I, I give just so much credit to these teachers. I mean, they deserve NBA player salaries, honestly. I mean, it's incredible the work that they do. And they put in so much work, you know, with this distance learning. I try to get her through that. And that wasn't so difficult. It was just the amount of time that we had on our hands each day, you know, and right. like, well, let's paint. And so I'd get out all our shit to paint, you know, get everything ready. And she'd do it for 10 minutes and be like, all right, mom, what should we do next? You know, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go crazy. So I hear you, girl. Like, I how did she handle being home? Like, how, how do you and I know she's young. So maybe you can kind of like reroute her interests and stuff a little bit easier than if she was a teenager. I know it's been really tough on all students, but do you feel like she was able to kind of adapt or did she struggle too? She, she adapted very well. I do think, I mean, I, I think it's hard. She's six and so she's in kindergarten and it's so much, you know, you're learning so much social skills and all these things where being stuck at home with lame mom, you know, it's it's just (laughs) difficult for her because she needs that interaction with teachers, with other students, you know, learning verbal cues and social cues and and all these things. So I I would try to remember that it's not just me struggling, that she's struggling too. You know, she's, she got, you know, started school and then just gets pulled out and she doesn't get to see her friends, you know, for months. And it's very difficult on these kids too. And so I, I try to remember that and you know, we'd, we'd argue a lot. And then, you know, we'd both feel terrible and be like, you know, I'm sorry, sweetheart. And she's like, no, I'm sorry, mom. And so it's every single day. So it was was very repetitive. And we were learning to, you know, what to do and how to handle each other. Um, So yeah, yeah, I think that was the most um, difficult time that on top of you know, not working and, and wanting to work. Um, cause then I, I wasn't sure if I, you know, wanted to just get a, a part-time job doing whatever until my licensure came through. But then I, I was still watching Easton, you know, full time. So I'm, I was just going back and forth with different options and it was the smartest thing to do to not work and, and watch her full time. But I'm just not meant to be a stay-at-home mom. And for all the stay-at-home moms out there, I give you <laughs> yes all the credit. Yes, it's just I I'm not the best version of myself when I when I don't have alone time. I need that. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're saying it because and being honest about it because yeah, you and I both know that people listening, the stay-at-home moms. And everybody in between, like you said, this pandemic has not been something we expected. And we do. We need to be kinder to ourselves every day. And I think it's hard, too, because, like, with virtual learning, and I know that teachers had a lot on their plates, too, but it's like they don't give you enough stuff to do for an entire school day. Or to keep your kid busy. Maybe two to three hours. Yeah, maybe. And so 
I know my sister and brother-in-law had the same problem. You know, they have three kids, three different ages. And it's like when I was home before Christmas, I think it was around Thanksgiving, you know, I kind of quarantined myself here and then went home because I really was missing them. And I helped them with virtual learning for the week that I was home. And it was like, yeah, an hour per kid. Harper didn't want to bowl with a ball into, like, you know, cones and have to get the right underhand throw ten times. Like, she didn't want to do it. It was it was hard. It was a hard transition just to get through gym class, even though we could have been over with it in 20 seconds. It's hard. The gym class was the most difficult for Easton, too, because they were learning, like, tossing. And I actually, once we started doing this, I remember doing this in elementary where they used plastic bags and you toss one and then have to catch it and she was getting so frustrated and she just would throw herself on the floor and be like yeah. I can't do it you know yeah. like oh my god where's the gym teacher I can't do this either you know, like, right and know, so yeah but... that was that was definitely the always the most challenging class every day because yes. I'm like you know and then they're trying yeah. to teach them how to skip and jump rope and shit and I'm like oh my god but right and it and you don't think it would be that hard right and then when you're doing it you're like oh my gosh if my kid can't handle this neither can I I know yeah oh my god okay so yeah and then it being cold too I totally second that as a person with a disability like right now our driveway has snow all over it if I were to just, like, just wheel down the driveway right now in my wheelchair and I'd hit all those patches of snow, I would superwoman right out of my wheelchair. So I second you there. And, Shelby, I don't know about you, but, like, when we talk about self-care, if I'm in a funk and I'm sad or tempted to, like, you know, do something I shouldn't do, if I go outside and just sit on my deck or pray or meditate like those things help me greatly but it is much harder when inside having to do that every day because it feels very repetitive doesn't it yeah and I think I think there is a certain benefit in repetition for me anyway I have a a, like a morning routine that I do every day and that I, that I started doing again in quarantine, and I'm really grateful for that. But I, I also am a huge advocate of just nature in general. And so that yeah. I totally get it because, you know, a lot of my self-care is, is being outside and being near water and, you know, walking in the woods, which, you know, again, I, I can do. I just <laughs> I hate being cold. And so I, yeah. it's, just, it's just different. And I... You know, in the summer, I love sitting out on my porch and, you know, watching the sunset and, you know, things like that. So it it is, and for you, you know, sitting out on your deck and just hearing the birds chirp and, and, you know, things like that. It's, for me, a lot more difficult in the winter, you know, as it is with a lot of people. But yeah, I, I just, I think the the repetition, I I really enjoy spending time with myself and I, I never... I never get bored. So I'm, I'm grateful for that because there's always not enough hours in the day to read all the books I want to read, to reach out to all the people I want to talk to, to paint yeah. all the things I want to, you know, any number of things. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's when, um, I add in my kid. <laughs> That's when I get, right. It's when it gets it overwhelming gets for me. Okay. Yeah. So talk about your routine. I bet 2020 helped you kind of figure that out, but like, 
Shelby, since you have tried to be sober and try to be mentally more present and mentally more healthy, how has routine helped you? Because I'm glad you brought that up. I think consistency is helpful for anyone. And for me, now that I'm not necessarily taking care of a kid, but I'm taking care of my disability and I have a cathing and a medication schedule and, you know, if I don't start dinner by four, it's not going to be done by six, you know? Do you mind just talking a little bit about your schedule and your consistency and the rigidity in it and how it's allowed you to be more happy? Yeah, definitely. So for me, I've, again, I've been lucky. I haven't been working. I, I don't, I didn't work, you know, after April of last year. So I had, I had a lot of time to do this and I'm, and I'm aware of that and I'm, um, you know, trying to figure out how to shift it into my life, you know, once I have to wake up at a certain time and be at a job at a certain time. But what for me, I do, I try to do it when I wake up. Sometimes I have to, you know, bring my daughter to school right away. And I'll do it, you know, when I get home um, from picking her up. But I have, um, I have it here, actually, Um, I have a set list of questions that I ask myself um, every morning to stop. And so, um, my little sheet, I'll, re- I'll read Good. them off. But Please do. And um, tell people that book you're reading too, that you send those I awesome will. photos. Good. Yes. Yes. I have those too. So, um, these questions I ask myself every single day and, um, I'll like sit and answer them to myself. Um, so the first question is what's one thing that I'm looking forward to? Um, and I, I usually try to make it looking forward to that day. And so sometimes for me, it's, you know, something big and exciting. Um, Sometimes it's just being able to go to the gym. Um, You know, sometimes it's I'm looking forward to going to bed. (laughs) You know, whatever it is for me that day, um, having something that I'm looking forward to. Um, Great. Five people in my life that I'm thankful for. um, And that you know, changes every day. Sometimes someone is on that list, you know, a week in a row because they, you know, they've had a big part of my week. Um, but I, I really try to think about as many people that I am grateful for and not just keep it to the same, um, you know, five people every time, because I really do have so many people to be grateful for. Um, next question is one accomplishment from yesterday that I'm proud of which is for me really important because it helps me point out things that sometimes, you know, a day feels like a shitty day. And, you know, if I, if I can look back on it and again, the accomplishment doesn't have to be, I, you know, solved world hunger. It can simply be, you know, I didn't, I didn't respond to that toxic person that, you know, reached out to me or I ate really well or, I gave myself rest when I needed it. Whatever yep. the accomplishment yep. may be, big or small, um, I make I sure to point that. at least one. Yeah. Yeah, especially for especially those, for like you said, especially for those people that are home right now and struggling. I mean, when I had COVID, that was a big thing, too. I was like, yes, if you just unload the dishwasher and shower and yeah. get a nap in, like, that's good. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, you know, part of it too is, is, you know, you, I hear a lot like, oh, you deserve rest or like, oh, I did a bunch of stuff. So I deserve a nap. 
Like you don't need to deserve rest. Like it's not, it's not a reward. Like if your body, your mind needs rest, you should fucking do that. Like I, it doesn't, I don't have to have ran a bunch of miles at the gym or accomplished a whole bunch of stuff that day. If I need it, like your body, your mind, your spirit needs rest. So yeah, I totally get that. Yep. Yeah. Um, the next question is one thing that I like about the way that I look. Um, and for me, that one is important, um, not in a vain way, but just because I've always had self-esteem issues. And so if I can point out something, you know, whether it's, oh, I, you know, I like my skin or I like my big, strong legs or whatever it may be, you know, that day I try to, I try to focus on something that I used to talk down on, you know. I love that. I love that, especially while we are at home. Because Shelby, I bet you don't get totally done up for like dropping your kid off when you couldn't even go into the school. It's like, honey, let's get you fed and in the car and on time, right? Like, this is what we need. Yeah. Um, And then this one is probably my most important part. Um, I set an intention for the day. So... Um, whatever I feel like I need that day to, you know, get through it or, um, let's see. So I, I actually keep track of these on my phone. Um, I have it like in my notes section and I, I just write the date and then what my intention is for that day. So I have like months and months of all these different things. And it's kind of cool to look back on, you know, what my intention was for the day. So, um, the days that I was struggling or just um, in a really low place, I always just listed it as um, have a character building day. Um, and I, I heard it someone say that at a meeting and I really liked it. Um, instead of like, oh, I had a shitty day or I had a bad day. Like I had a character building day. <laughs> so I try to think of it like that. So I had a lot of those. <laughs> um, and that's but, okay. You know, yep. Yeah. And that's okay. Um, sometimes. It would be like, um, let's see, like be a calm, patient and loving mother or, um, you know, stay rooted in a higher vibration or uh, let go of what I cannot control, you know, be grounded in myself knowing whatever it is, whatever my intention was that day. um, I made a reminder in my phone at 2 p.m. every day that a reminder pops up that says intention for the day so that I'm like reminded again to think about what my intention was and if I'm following through with that Um, because it's easy for me to do all these great things in the morning and then halfway through the day it's all out the window and I'm you know running on self-will and it's like oh right I had set this intention for myself like how am I doing with it so for me the reminder yeah where is your priority (laughs) that day yeah 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 and then um the last thing is um one thing that I want to manifest so I'm I'm big into manifestation um you know yeah believing and thinking what you want out of life um and it truly you know people think it's witch shit or whatever but I to me it works and oh yeah same it, really, it does a lot. Does so if you like you're saying, yeah. just having that like yeah. energy leave you and go into the world. And I even hear, you know, a good friend of mine who does like devotions with me three times a week will just open you version. It's an app on our phone. It has the entire Bible and it has 
different like devotions you can do every day and and some of them only last you know like a week they're only 15 minutes but it does it helps you focus but she always says she's like from my lips to god's ears and i love it so like say something and then she'll finish her statement with that if i say it god will hear me and it's officially a prayer and then I have friends who aren't religious at all, right? Or spiritual at all. And they'll say, if I speak what I expect to happen over it, and I believe it, it's not like I'm, yeah, being hard on myself or, you know, you know, like you said, doing witchcraft or anything. You're just saying, I believe this is going to come to fruition. I think that's good. One, and I'm not a religious person at all. I'm very spiritual. And so my... Um, concept of like a higher power is my highest self. Yeah. Um, like when I'm acting yes. in my my wise mind. Um, yeah, that positive energy. energy. Yeah, a combination of that and like just kind of the universe um, yep. in general. Yep. And so um, there's a really great book called The Alchemist, um, which you should totally read. Everyone should read it if you haven't read it. Um, it's by Paulo Coelho, and he's just brilliant. Um, but it, this book is. It's actually very short and it's a pretty quick read, but the, the idea of the book is that, um, when we truly want something that is good, the entire universe conspires with us to get it. Um, and, and it's just, it's, um, it's, it's written in a really poetic, like storytelling way. Um, but, but that's how I think of it is, you know, if I, if I put this, you know, good energy out into the universe. If I am not demanding about my wants and desires, but if I, if I'm working towards them and they're, you know, mean no harm, no malice towards others, you know, if it's truly good things, um, I've had huge success in visualizing it and then things just, you know, kind of coming true. And it's not always on my timetable like that I'd want. Um, and Timing that's, you know, the hard. hardest part sometimes, um, just being patient, yes. but yes. that's, it's always, it's always worked out in my favor. So I'm going to continue yeah. to do it. <laughs> See, and that's good. And isn't it funny how some days you pray and hope for being a kind, patient mother and other days you're like, I need to be kind and patient to myself. Right. So you said set the in, an intention for the day. And then your last one was something I want to manifest manifest I put maintain not the right word manifest (laughs) close and (laughs) then yeah and then just five deep breaths to kind of like seal it in and so I I ask myself those questions every day and then there's a handful of meditation books that I read from my favorite one um is the one that I send you that's so great yeah, meditations out of. So, and you can get it on Amazon. Otherwise, a lot of times if you go to like thrift stores, you can find them in the self-help aisle for cheap, but nice. It's called Each Day a New Beginning by Karen Casey. And um technically, it's daily meditations for women in recovery, but honestly, every single passage could adhere to anyone. I mean, like oh, I yeah. A lot of times they'll say, like, as women, we do this or like, you know, in our womanhood, blah, blah, blah. But I find that they apply for everyone. And I a lot of times send them to my guy friends, too, um, because you don't have to be recovering from drugs and alcohol. I mean, recovering from life is hard enough. (laughs) So, um, right. No matter what these I find. 
<laughs> yeah, are are just are super spot on and um yeah, I just I absolutely love it. So that's that's one that I I read every day. Um and then there's another one on self-esteem. Um and then another one that I read um the about stoicism it's like a stoic reading each day and then there's a couple pages out of the big book of alcoholics anonymous that i read every day so it's four different things um and sometimes when i'm in a rush i feel like i want to rush through them and it's like no that's not helpful you know take the time you know take the 10 15 minutes to read through these truly like soak up and absorb you know what i what i need to hear that day and then um, when I do that, my day runs so much smoother and it's not to say that like, oh, bad things or shitty things don't happen if I do my readings, but I'm more, I'm well equipped to handle them with a calm mind rather than an irrational response. Yes. hundred percent. I agree. So it's funny when my friend and I do our devotionals, we're actually getting together on Skype to do our workouts Monday, Wednesday, oh, Friday. Yep. And I agree with you. It helps me work out better. It helps me just go about my day better. It helps me be more disciplined in those manifestations and stuff of what I want to get done for the day or, in, or intentions. Yep. And it does. It just puts you in the right mindset, whatever that looks like for people. If it's doing those self-esteem books or or doing the each day a new beginning. And I'll make sure that I shall be get a picture of each of those books from you and we'll put them on this website with your episode. Yes, but definitely. whatever that looks like for people, if that's snowshoeing every morning before you sit down at your computer to work, great. Okay, whatever that is to help you look through a lens that's refreshed, right, and renewed and focused, that's what we want. Right, and that's, you know, and, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about is, like, this idea of self-care, you know, people label it as, like, oh, do a face mask and, you know, get a massage, which are, I'm not, I love doing those things. Yeah, too, and I, and they, they sound great. They are good for, <laughs> yeah, for pampering yourself, but to me, self-care is sometimes doing the shit that you don't want to do, um, but that you know will help. So, you know, like these self-care rituals rather than self-sabotaging patterns, you know, so whether self-care looks like getting your finances in order, you know, which again has been shit for most people with COVID. Um, yeah, everyone wants, well, I can't, I can't speak for everyone, but I just want to buy shit online to make me feel happy so that I get a package at the day and have something to look forward to. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that's not always, you know, helpful when I'm trying to save for a house or save, you know, for different things. So sometimes it's, it's like finding a balance between treating yourself to things that you want and not, this is for me and, and not going over. I struggle with moderation, obviously <laughs> alcoholic. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. no. um, so it's, Toby, it's finding a balance. Toby. Yes, I agree. I, you know, and I'm, I know that we are not the same person, right? And the people listening aren't the same people as we are, but you're so right. We were just talking about finances, my fiance and I, because it is, it's hard to like not overindulge, but also plan for the future, but also take care of what you need in the moment. But it is, it, it, it looks so different, but it is, it's important to have that long-term mindset too, right? And not just a quick fix of what you need that day. 
Right. Which is, is hard for me because it, like in my mind, it's like, well, who knows how long, how long I'm going to fucking live. I should, you know, spend my money on things that make me happy right now. And right. Like, do I want to put money in a retirement fund? Who knows if I'm even going to make it that long, you know, but then it's, it's about, again, this is for me, it's just it, making smarter decisions, you know, and, and, um, a, a good friend of mine, <coughs> um, hooked me up with a financial advisor, uh, about a month ago and she's awesome. And she's super educational, like things, you know, all this stuff is over my head and she's been super helpful in explaining things and being like, you know, each person has their own goals and what you want to get out of, you know, life and what your plans are. And so, um, excuse me. So I would, um, recommend, you know, just getting more education on, on, you know, how to save or if, if savings even something you want to do just because I, especially when I got sober, my finances were awful and I had terrible credits. I'd end up in the hospital all the time and not pay my bills and then get credit cards and not pay, you know, so it just yeah. caused myself yeah. a whole lot of unnecessary suffering. And so, yeah, um, you know, money uh, is hard. So what has she said to you about <coughs> how to help you stay sort of invested or like focused on what your long-term goal is of saving or paying off debt? Like we have a really good friend and we're actually going to do an episode in the future about finances. So that's cool. Oh, okay. Um, But he has really recommended using the app Mint because you can get all of your savings of account, savings yeah, all of your bills, all in one place. <coughs> I know we don't have to spend a bunch of time on this, Shelby, but if your friend, like, had any um, tips or things that she thinks you should start doing, what are those things? Um, so, for me, right now, since when we first started talking, I had just um, had my interview with the company that I it ended up accepting the offer. So things were still kind of up in the air as far as how much I was going to make and, you know, what, you know, my different insurance plans are going to look like. So um, it's getting more concrete. So I'm actually meeting with her this week to kind of create more plans. Um, But she's just, it's been very validating um, to have someone that, you know, says, oh, yeah, that's completely normal. Or like, you know, just educating me on things that, you know, like, Roth IRA versus, you know, your normal standard IRA, you know, like I had no idea what the fuck that meant. (laughs) So, um, just feeling like I, I have more knowledge so that I'm making educated decisions. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's so cool. And I love that you brought that up because because money is stressful and it, and it, it, and yes, it might not be for everybody, but I think but everybody I can think relate, right? Because you have to start right. somewhere. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's part of, of my self-care is getting myself in a better position that way. You know, another another part of self-care is, for me especially, um, creating boundaries. I'm a I'm an empath and I, I want to fix and help everyone. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do that. Mm. So, you know, creating like emotional boundaries um, especially with toxic people, um, yeah. which unfortunately, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm very lucky to have a lot of wonderful people in my life, but there's, um, a couple that are, you know, in my life 
And especially if you have family members that are that are toxic, you can't just, you know, most of them, you can't completely get rid of them. So creating, you know, boundaries that are difficult for me to enforce, but necessary for my own mental health, so that I'm not emptying my cup for someone that's not gonna, you know, return that in kind. And so, you know, that's, yeah, cutting off toxic people is part of yeah. self-care and toxic situations. Sorry to interrupt yeah. you. Yes. What has yes. that looked has like that with looked social like media? With social because I'm sure you're I'm like, oh, yeah, we were going to talk about that. Because especially with it being a political it, year, yeah. now all of a sudden all we're, like, sudden forced we're to be this, be like, this, like godlike mind God-like where we're supposed to know what to do with everybody's feelings everybody's and feelings everybody's and opinions everybody's right and it's like just opening up just your facebook up and your scrolling facebook through your timeline your or other timeline people's other people's timeline it's like it's not like, good for your mind for to do that yeah so i um i do have an instagram um but i i got rid of facebook when i got sober um which is one of the better decisions I've ever made because at the time I got rid of it because most people were posting like party pictures and like drinking and stuff. And so I just, I got rid of it for that reason. Um, But then, you know, I recognized that I would be aimlessly scrolling and comparing my life to other people. You know, I'd, I'd compare my blooper reel to like everyone else's highlight reel and think like, oh, well, I'm not doing all these wonderful things, or I'm, you know, all this comparison yeah. bullshit that's just totally unnecessary and, and so harmful to your mental health, because everyone has, you know, everyone wants to look good to others, everyone wants to come off as, you know, happy, and having all these fun trips that they're going on, and, you know, people in their life, and their relationship is perfect, you know, all this stuff, Um that's human nature, but, um, you know, people can curate their social media to look exactly how they want other people to perceive it when that might not be reality. So, um, so getting rid of Facebook was huge for me, especially with, I, I just think about with politics going on, like, I can't imagine having like being on Facebook and seeing this just ridiculous shit posted all the time. So I saved myself a huge amount of <laughs> mental anguish by not being on there. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty limited in terms of social media and it, I think it's helped my mental health tremendously. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I have I, Facebook have for podcasts. Podcast. That's my excuse. That's my excuse. Right. But I but agree. I mean, just getting rid of my personal of page, my would, personal be page would be pretty good for my mental health health. it's not all bad right it's not that everything is bad on there but you're right that aimless scrolling it's like what am I doing what am I even doing right and it's and it's easy to um justify because especially you know if you're quarantined or second home you're like well what else am I going to do but scroll and stuff but um or you know people say I use it to stay connected with people which is is totally um you know justified but for me if I if I want to stay in touch with people, which I feel like I I put in a lot of effort to stay in contact with people that I care about, I can reach out to them by calling them, by texting them. You know, there's other ways to communicate with them um, that doesn't right. involve me, 
you know, looking at someone's aunt's profile picture from their trip to Bali, you know, in 2012 or whatever the fuck you know, I end up right. doing. So. Yeah. Or all of a sudden, yeah, you're like looking, yes, at something completely unrelated to your whole excuse of having it. So yeah, that's good that, that just being on that less. And then what's next on your list, Shelby? For self-care? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say being able to accept help. Um, so for me, I, a lot of times want to think that I, you know, can do everything on my own. And if I got myself into the mess, I can get myself out of the mess. Um, but I've really had to lean on a lot of people, um, especially this last year. And I'm very grateful to have so many supportive people in my life that I'm, that I can do that with and and feel comfortable sharing with. Um, but it's certainly uncomfortable for me to say, Hey, I'm really fucking sad. And I just need you to like, sit with me and, you know, mope with me because, you know, it's, it's just, it's very difficult for me, the vulnerability and the, you know, everything, but I've, I've gotten so much out of being able to be vulnerable with other people, um, you know, and also receive that in return. And then it's, you know, this mutual, mutually beneficial, you know, relationship and connection um, because we, we do need other people. I mean, we, you know, I, I, my belief is we're here, you know, to love one another and to, to give love and to receive love. And, um, if I block everyone else from, you know, seeing all parts of me, you know, the good, not that there's good and bad, but you know, the, the happy parts and the, the sad parts and, and the vulnerable you know, all these things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm blocking out a lot of love. And so, um, I've really, you know, I've broken down a lot of times to, you know, to people and just been brutally honest and it's so freeing, you know, and then to have someone be like, yeah, I felt exactly like that, you know, and yeah. just having that, like, oh, you know, that I'm not this terminally unique person that no one's ever experienced how I felt before. Cause I know that's not true, but when you're going through something, it can feel very isolating if I don't oh, reach totally, out to someone. Totally. Yeah. 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 And I've been hard on myself, too, because sometimes, so, I, think sometimes I, I think I'll think feel better I'll if feel I better. just vent to someone about it. And sometimes I get, when I am venting about something, it doesn't always feel good to talk about it. And But you're right, it's always felt good to be able to share in that pain or share in that hurt or, you know, let down or whatever it is. Because it is, it's hard to do it alone. I don't know. Sometimes it's uncomfortable, though, you know, like, we're not good at being vulnerable. I don't know what to say. Well, it's, I I think it's, it's difficult. um, And, you know, and that's part of what I learned a lot of, for my self care, too, is like, allowing myself to be sad. Um, where it's, you know, I, I used to get wrapped up in like, this toxic positivity, basically, of like, everything, you know, oh, you're better off without him or things will get better. Like, look at the positives, which I, I genuinely have a positive outlook. But the toxic positivity, I think, really bypasses a lot of the things that, you know, we need that I need to feel in order to grow. So, you know, I cried fucking almost every goddamn day <laughs> this year. I mean, whether it was just being stressed out or sad or grieving something, you know, whatever it might be. Um, I cried all the time and that's super uncomfortable for me, you know? And so sometimes I just needed to have a day where I just 
felt really sad and like allowed myself to feel things instead of immediately being like, oh, well, how can I fix this? Or how can I, you know, what can I do to not be sad anymore? Because if I completely bypass that, chances are I didn't sit with it long enough and like process it um, to the point of like understanding why I became sad or what the reason was, which obviously last year there was a lot of reasons to be. <laughs> yes, there was. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. But I, I just think there's, again, a balance between, you know, not sitting and stewing in self-pity for, you know, weeks, but also allowing my feelings to happen and not feel bad about them and not, yeah. you know, think that yeah. I, I wasn't productive today because I just sat on my, my own couch and cried and watched America's Next Top Model or you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever right. it was, you know, it's, it's just yeah. allowing yeah. myself to be what I need to be that day. Yeah, that's important. Um, And I think as far as like my confusion or my inability to be articulate with, with, yeah, sitting and being vulnerable and venting to other people, it's like you do. Sometimes you put a timeline on your grief or a timeline on your frustration. Sometimes you do have to be upset about it for a week or two or more and have that be okay. And I also love Shelby that. Even when you're Even sad, when you're still sad, check in with yourself and do these things every morning. Every and morning. and the cool the and beautiful thing about that is like that is your, biology your biology and the way that your mind thinks and the way that your thoughts come to fruition. I mean, you're going to have so much control over all of that. Introducing that positivity, you know, every morning, you're going to be able to literally change your thought process. And that's pretty cool. Like the way that you're brain fires and processes stress is going to be you're learning new habits you know which is so cool well yeah I'm so glad you brought that up because I mean it is it's so much of it is is physiological too I mean we can literally change our beliefs and we can change how we interpret things and it you know like even the phrase you know you are what you eat you know I think about that a lot and it's it's true I mean like yeah. You, yeah. for me, you know, again, this is a moderation thing because I love sweets. I could eat all the cheesecake and all the cookie dough, you hey, know, there girl. is, but, <laughs> but I feel like shit afterwards every time, yeah. every time, you know, yeah. so there has to be a moderation for me where I don't feel like I'm, um, you know, not allowing myself these foods that make me happy, but at the same time, not, not looking at food as a reward, you know, or being like, Oh, I, you know, I worked out a lot this week, like, I should indulge in ice cream, you know, or whatever it might be. It's looking at, you know, what makes me feel good, like what truly makes me feel good. And it's interesting, because there's been a lot of research and um, serotonin, like our happy feel good chemical is 90% of it is formulated in our gut. And and so, you know, whenever, like, for me anyway, you know, if I eat fast food or fried food or, you know, any of these things that are just heavy and just gross, I mean, I have low energy levels, I don't sleep well, I get migraines, you know, there's all these physiological things that happen. And not saying that if I, you know, eat salads and, you know, fish all day that I'm just going to be happy go lucky, but I have energy, I feel good about myself, I feel like I can go do things. And it's the same thing with working out, you know, I, I, the gym has been a huge, a huge part of my mental health, you know, not in terms of like, oh, I want to look hot, but I feel good when I'm moving my body, whatever yeah. that may look yeah. like. 
you know, and, and now I can like work out as like, I used to work out as a punishment for what my body didn't look like. And now I, I work out as a reward for what it can do, you know? And and I think that's a huge shift for me of like going from wanting to aesthetically look a certain way to now I feel good. I feel healthy. I feel strong. Like I always have those endorphins after a workout And it's, I mean, it just, it's catapulted my mental health, you know, so much. And so that was hard too, when the gyms were closed, um, you know, that was a a really, really difficult time for me too, you know, just because it was, that was like my two hour break during the day (laughs) for my kid too. And it was time where I could focus on myself, you know, and so, you know, everyone has different abilities for what their, what their bodies can do, obviously, you know, you know that. Um, And so you know, being able to, to highlight the things that it can do and, and, you know, work on those and feel good about yourself that at least you're trying, you know, yeah. and your body loves yeah. you for it. Your body does so much for you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's, it's crazy. So I think I have, you know, I look at my body and it's like, there's parts of it where I'm like, ah, you know, I get that self-esteem again. It's like, no, my body literally created another human. Like That's pretty yeah. fucking cool. You know, yeah, like, it is. It gets me from A to B and, and I don't, and I can take it for granted very easily, very easily. Yeah. And so yeah, well, people can and really you're a huge inspiration that. for that. I mean, well, seriously. Thank you. Well, thank you. I think people can I definitely relate to everything we're talking about and it is, it's hard, but creating those creating positive, positive habits, like you're habits, saying, like even just for us working out us, in the morning, I do, morning. I feel I so do. much better when I do that. When I meet mm-hmm. myself in the morning and I take time to meditate, I take time to, take time to work out, it does. It, it sets does. the whole day up better. And then, you know, you then crave, you know, like, crave yeah, protein. And protein. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. It really all is all hand in hand. Like, for me, I eat better even when I'm working out because it's like my yes. body tells me yep. what I crave. Yeah. yeah. I'm the same yeah. way. Yeah. If I, when I'm working out, like, I don't crave you know, really garbage food because it's just not, it's not what my body wants. I want energy. I, you know, I want sustenance that's going to help me, you know, move my body more. And so I'm, I totally get that. And, and I, I just, I used to, you know, try to restrict and try to work out solely for my looks, you know, to look a certain way. And then, you know, I, I think about when I first got sober, I just threw myself into exercise and eating well. And I, I got into the best shape I've ever been in. But I, at the time, I was not happy. You yeah. know, I was like, I could still be fit, fitter, I could still be thinner, I could, you know, be all these things. And I, I look back on those pictures. And I'm like, Oh, my God, I was in incredible shape. And I did not even realize it, you know, and, and so I, I had this like epiphany, I turned 30 um, a couple months ago. And I had this like, epiphany of like, Oh, my God, I'm 30 years old. I do not want to go one more day of my life, like, not realizing how perfect I am, not in a vain way, but like, I don't want to be old one day and look back and be like, I, I betrayed myself my whole life, you know, not thinking that I was pretty enough or smart enough or funny enough, whatever enough, Yeah, you know, and it's like, I... I don't want to go through life like that and not recognizing that I I'm given everything that I need to, to thrive. I just have to, you know, harness it and like believe in it for myself because that's just, it's so sad to me. You know, it's like, I've already gone this long with like hating my body and my, you know, my, 
whatever for so long and it's gotten me nowhere. And so it's like, well, what if I started liking myself? (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's, Yes. You're, you're spot on. It doesn't seem like it's that complicated like it's that of a perspective, right? But it is because I think a lot of people get to the end of their days or get older or something traumatic has to happen for them to be like, whoa, why am I not more grateful for what I have and the vessel that I am? Like, I hear you, Shelby. I, I feel like with my cancer and my disability, I was like opened up to that in the universe sooner than a lot of people. And it's been frustrating, but also like really empowering to like know that stuff, you know? I totally, I totally get it. I, the same with, um, recovery, you know, like, I feel like I've been opened up into the, you said it perfectly. Yeah. Just like opened up into a a different universe that I never would have reached had I not, you know, gone through struggles or whatever it may be for each individual person, you know, but, um, yeah, it's almost like you get to live like two different lives in one lifetime mm-hmm. and like a more aware self, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, it, it excites me too. like, what else like, don't I know? Don't what other pers- perspective <laughs> right? can shift in can me? Shift because Honestly, I like want that to happen. That I'm like, I'm ready like for the never. next step. I bet I'm you feel like that too sometimes. Like, like, and this is why these self care things are so important, right? Because they'll help you get there. Yeah, I. Yeah, yes, and I, I think, um, you know, for me, it's about kind of like what we were talking about with the manifestation, but like trusting the process. You know, like if I'm you know, and I got, I learned a lot of these things in AA, you know, of like, do the next right thing. And like, when I first got sober, I had no idea what the next right thing was, because my brain was so skewed with doing the wrong thing all the time, you know, but it got easier and easier, the more clear and conscious, conscious, my, you know, my mind became that I, I could start recognizing, like, what the right thing to do was. And like, yeah. you can feel it yeah. for me when I'm, when I'm questioning something, or when I'm, you know, debating if I should do this or that, I can feel it in my gut. You know, my intuition tells me like, if you're, you know, if you have to think about it, it's probably the wrong thing, you know? And so being patient and like trusting the process and, um, you know, I, I try to repeat to myself a lot, like I am responsible for the effort and not the outcome. Like I have to put in the work and that is my responsibility. How it turns out is I have no control over that. Um, but if I can feel good about the the effort that I put into it, then I can live my life knowing that I'm, that I'm on the right path, you know? And I, I wrote this down. I, I saw this the other day and I thought it was so brilliant, but it's not about being at the right place at the right time. It's about putting yourself at the right place all the time. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. thought that was so yeah. cool. That is so cool. Is yeah. So Cause cool. how much yeah, power is in that? Power. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We have so much more power. I have so much more power than I, than I give myself credit for. It's like, I really don't have control over much. I have control over my thoughts, my feelings, my opinions, my actions. You know, when you look at the grand scheme of things, those few things are very, you know, very little compared to everything else that I don't have control of. But if I can, if I can harness my energy um, and my vibration enough into those things, I can create a good life for myself. You know, it's not about what happens to me. 
you know, it's, it's how I can interpret it and deal with it. You know, it's the whole, like, you know, you can't, you can't, um, control the cards you're dealt, but you can deal, you know, control how you play them. And yeah, yeah. sometimes it's shit and you, you know, you got a shit hand and you got to figure <laughs> out, you know, how to best play it. But, um, I have a lot more control than I used to give myself credit for. Yeah. And now yeah. that I know better, I can do better. Yeah. 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 It's amazing That's how. Me. It's amazing how it's amazing when how you have a positive outlook and you're outlook, in that you're higher that vibration higher. or um, uh, that healthier lens that we're talking about, we're talking again, about however people that, get however that. People get that. Mm-hmm. You're so much. You're, you're so much more capable, much more capable of, of adapting successfully, right? And, right? and getting through it getting in a positive it, way, a positive where you're not ashamed of yourself. Of yourself. Mm-hmm. When something when, like when the crap hits the, the fan, hits right? The fan, right. <laughs> you have the tools you, you the need tools so you much need better than you would if you had a bad outlook. outlook. Right. Well, and it's, it's, it's one thing to have the tools and it's another thing to use the tools. So it's like, you know, and that's where, you know, like you're talking about the, when the rubber meets the road is like, I can know all the things, but if I'm not putting them into action, then it doesn't really matter what I know because I I have to be willing to put in the effort and do the things, you know, like we were talking about with self care in general, do the things that I maybe don't want to do or that make me feel uncomfortable to get to a higher, you know, state of being. And there's, I have another book for you that I absolutely love. Um, okay. So it's called Vibrate Higher Daily. And um, it's You've by this woman. you sent me this one, this one before. Yes. Yes, I did. So um, her name's Layla D'Elia. And, oh, she, it's so good, Tess. So um, it's basically about um, vibrating. So, <clears throat> um like we're all made of energy, right? And and we have different frequencies that we that we live at. And and when we're stuck in um, you know, negative frequencies, obviously we make, you know, we're more prone to making bad decisions, um, letting people into our life that maybe aren't for our higher good, you know, yeah, things like that. Yeah, the people, the negative yeah, comments. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when we're when we have, you know, when we nurture more of these, you know, higher vibrations, we're able to connect with people that are like-minded and also moving towards goals. And we're able to do things um, without being hindered by our self-doubt and, you know, any myriad of things. And so um, it kind of talks about how our energy is basically, basically like currency. So um, like when we go to a grocery store, I have money. I can spend it on cookie dough and I can spend it on fruits. Yeah. I still, you know, I, I, I still pay money and I, I get something in return for both of them. One of them is going to make me feel good. The other one is not going to make me feel good. Um, the same thing goes for emotional energy. You know, when we talk about like, oh, pay attention, you're paying your energy attention to person, place, thing, situation, whatever it is. <clears throat> and if I pay attention if I pay my energy towards negative things, chances are I'm going to get negative results. And, um, it's just, it's written really, really well. And, um, yeah. I got, I got yeah. a lot out of it. Yeah. Good, 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 good. good well, good, good, good. we will well, definitely we'll imp- definitely <coughs> that, as well. that as well. So throw your next one at me. What's on your list? 
That was kind of the the major list. I mean, there's there's lots of different things that I like personally like to do. I like to I've gotten into reading a lot more, which has been again I have time for it. You know, not everyone has. Um, well, you create time, you know, for yeah. what you yeah. what you want. So, um, but I I've really enjoyed reading a lot more. Um, I love any kind of like self-help or psychology books, but I, I, I do like memoirs and like autobiographies too. Yes. Um, just learning Same. about people and, and their struggles and you know, how they overcame them. And, um, and so I've really enjoyed doing that a lot. And I feel very accomplished when I like finish a book. It's like, Holy Isn't shit. I just read that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Or I know. yes, I love yes, memoirs I love too. Memoirs. It's like, amazing when you get to the end and you're like whoa I mean I even consider that as a form of meditation sometimes like being able to absorb what you're reading and and take what these other people have been able to overcome and how I mean you're spot on even just what you're reading can be healing you know it's not like you're absolutely fiction that has a dark ending it's like you know I listen to this podcast called morbid and I, I like it in the sense, like in the sense that when we talk that about psychology, talk about it's psychology, interesting how people think and all of that, but it's crime. That, it's so that's, crime. I, I enjoy <laughs> like a good crime story, <laughs> but I do, I have <laughs> to limit how many of those <laughs> I listen to I because, listen yeah. because they're so dark so and like, they're dark. And, like mm-hmm. and it's like, it's yeah, like, when you listen yeah, to one and you're just like, huh. I'm not really faced by that. It's like, okay, I need to take a break from this podcast for a while. Take a break. Yeah, because it just doesn't, that doesn't serve you like any of these books you're talking about would, right? Or going for a walk outside would, or working out, or you do. You have to find things that are vibrating, like you're saying, on the same level as you, putting out the type of energy that you want and manifesting manifesting that in yourself because because if you're around those negative people people, and you're constantly listening to negative dark media and you're not eating yeah you're gonna feel like crap like crap right absolutely yes yeah um i have a i have a memoir that i'll um let you if you love memoirs um it's called our lady of perpetual hunger by lisa donovan and It's so good. My my sister-in-law gave it to me for Christmas and it's about this badass pastry chef um, that just kind of talks about her life and how um, she kind of had toxic men in her life, kind of uh, both in like uh, romantic relationships and also growing up in the food industry. And yeah, it's so interesting. Oh my God. I read it in like three days. It was the quickest I've ever read through a book. And, um, and towards the end, she's talking, um, she was chosen to, uh, cook for this very famous woman. I forgot her title, but, um, she made food and this woman was like, why have I never heard of you before? This is incredible. And Lisa was like, you know, I, I don't know. And, and this woman was like, I do stop letting men tell your story. Wow. And it was so wow. cool. And, and, you know, cause, and she's just so badass. I mean, like, yeah, I think you'd love it, but it, it's, it's a really cool, um, like empowering, yeah. um, yeah. memoir well, of, it sounds like life. she makes really like cool parallels people. about like, yeah, the way uh, that men treated, that her, men treated her. I'm sure the way, even just the lessons just that cooking lessons teach that us. And yes. Yes. She incorporated that a lot. 
Yeah. yeah. Like another part love. Of, for people Sorry, that like that. that like it's that. like eat, pray, yeah. love. I never read that book, but I, I imagine it's imagine similar, it. you know? No, you're spot on. And that's, and she inspired me to like bake. Cause I, you know, I, I was like, well, I, I don't really know how to do this. And it's like, well, I don't, I didn't know how to do a lot of things before I just started doing them. You know, I just have to try. Right. So I, right. I started baking more and, you know, Easton and I bought some cookbooks at like thrift stores and stuff and started making like muffins and cupcakes and breads. And, you know, like I, I learned how to make bread which to me is like mind blowing that you can just That's make hard. bread. Yeah. Did and, you like yeah. it? I love it. It's so good. It's amazing. I, good. I actually on my, um, my motorcycle trip that I took last summer, I, I went to, I made it all the way to Washington state. So I was super happy because that was my goal. Yeah. But I met this woman in, um, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho um, that I, I ended up doing like an Airbnb at her house. I took a break from tenting it and, um, and she made me bread in the morning and I'm like, Oh my God, like this, you didn't have to do this. And she's like, no, it's seriously so simple. And I'm like, I doubt it. Like this is, you know, this beautiful, like big loaf of bread. And she's like, no, I'll, I'll give you the recipe. It's super easy. And, um, I started making it on my own and it's fantastic. And it's yeah. so simple. Yeah. And I, I just was blown away that I'm like capable of doing that, you know? And, and, um, a couple of weeks ago I made, um, pepper jelly, like jalapeno jam. Ooh, um, and I, Yum. yeah, I love, I love pepper jelly, like strawberry jalapeno or like raspberry oh, yeah. habanero so good and I buy it at farmers markets over the summer but I like ran out and I was like damn it I don't want to wait till summer again it's like well I could try to make it myself and it fucking turned out and it's delicious you know so it's like for me I think trying new things even if it's small like you know making bread or whatever it is that really like invigorates my spirit and keeps me excited about things yeah Yeah. it's like a form of therapy for you absolutely yeah and just you know, there's, there's some excitement in the unknown and it's like, oh, is this jelly going to set or is it going to like remain like super watery and not turn out? And there's like some excitement in that. And then when it does turn out, you know, if it does, it's like this huge wave of like accomplishment, you know? And so it's, I think that, um, that like continually trying to do new things or expand your mind helps keep you young and also just excited for life in general. Yeah, Tyler and I just started making pies. That's like been our outlet lately. I saw that. It's so fun because it's like, I didn't know that I could just make a filling so easy. And it is. It's so easy. You literally use frozen berries. It's like seven cups of frozen berries and then like two tablespoons of flour. And I don't know. There's like three other things. But it was so simple. I'm like, I would ever go buy a $30 pie when we can make our own. From scratch. Right. We yeah, love, love yeah. binging with Babish. Shelby, he has literally any recipe you can think of. And he has a YouTube channel. Totally share your bread recipe with us because I want to make your bread. I will. It's honestly, it's so easy. It's, I do, uh, it's cranberry walnut. Ooh. and you just like prep it the night before and then let it sit overnight and then bake it. You don't need a like a bread That's oven it. or anything. Like it's just, I just use like a pot that you would make like noodles in for spaghetti or anything. And then 
put it in the oven and it's done in like 35 minutes. So I'll, I'll send it to you, but it's incredible. It's so it good. And especially so with good. the pepper so jelly. Good. It's mm-hmm. like out of this world. And well, look at you. I know. I was going to say, even I know, if you yes. did turn out, you could just like throw it over a grilled chicken breast and I bet it would be pretty good. <laughs> right. I'd, I'd figure out something with it, but yeah. Yeah. So I, I just think, yeah, continuously pushing the envelope for what you think you're capable of. And I, and I think I got, you know, when I went on this trip, um, this latest trip, I, when I was in Coeur d'Alene, um, where I stayed with that woman, I, um, decided to go parasailing, um, over the lake there, which is just, it's this gorgeous lake. It's kind of reminded me of Minnesota a little bit, like very much lake culture, like all these million dollar boats everywhere. It's like the super ritzy, like resort town. But, um, anyway, I was, I was parasailing. I was the last person to go for the day. No, I've never gone before. So I was super excited because I've always wanted to. And I thought, you know, what a great opportunity to go. And yeah, I got the last spot for the day. And I just remember, like, sitting up there and like, looking over how beautiful everything was. And I was just like overcome by this feeling of like, this is the life I've created for myself. And I was just so happy, you know, that like, I, and again, it's not in like a gloating, like vain way, because I felt so shitty about myself for so much of my life. But it was just like, it was just a sense of like pride, like healthy pride of like, yeah, I, I put myself in a position to be able to like, go do things on my own, and experience life and try new things and, you know, be brave enough to test my limits. And it's always worked out for me, you know, and I've, I've gotten very lucky along the way, you know, from many different people have helped me along my way and stuff, but it was, yeah. So I, I think if I, for me, it was just not letting fear hold me back, you know, fear of like, oh, you know, what if I can't do this? Or what if I fail? Or what if I crash my motorcycle in a, you know, state that I don't know anyone in or, you know, whatever it might be. If I can, if I can set my fear aside and just know that, like, whatever comes, I can fucking figure it out. I think that's like the best security that I that I have is like knowing that whatever comes my way, I might not understand it you know, immediately, but eventually I will figure it out because I've made it yeah. this far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that you have been doing those motorcycle trips. And is there anything else you want to share about that? Because I'm sure people would love to hear anything at all. Yeah. So this last year, I, I went in July right around my sobriety birthday, which I do every summer. And yeah, my goal was to make it out to Washington State. So, oh, it was so much fun. I, I rode out through North Dakota and I stayed at this like logging ranch out on like Western North Dakota with this like mountain of a man that like gave me a tour of his logging ranch. And like, we got to get in his pickup and we like drove through the little Missouri river and I got to like go in a hay combine and like learn about that. And he showed me all over and I got to stay in this gorgeous little cabin and oh, it was just, it was such a oh, cool experience. Oh, I it was love so that fun. you went love to Washington went. state. So like you went through like, went Montana through and Wyoming. Wyoming, like how was all of that? So I, I went through North Dakota, Montana, Idaho, and then into Washington. 
So I, I've gone out West quite a few times cause I just, I love it so much. So I love pretty. Montana's so my favorite place ever. So it feels kind of like home weirdly enough, even though I only go there usually like once a year, but like the roads, you know, it's, it's like long days, you know, hundreds of miles each day on the road. And it's just, it's the most freeing, like peaceful feeling ever. Like it's just me and an open road and oh it's just it's so incredible and so I yeah I stayed there and then I went into Montana my uncle has this I got kind of spoiled this year I didn't tent as much as I usually do but um, my uncle has this timeshare in Livingston Montana at this old like railroad hotel and it's just it's this gorgeous place so I I stayed there and then I wasn't sure where it's kind of nice because I since I travel by myself, I can do whatever the hell I want each day, but I don't like set a plan for what I want to do. So I kind of just like wake up and see how I'm feeling. I went out to my bike that morning to grab something and there was a couple of guys that had parked their bikes next to mine that had Idaho plates. And so I was like, oh, I'm like, I really want to go to Idaho. You know, what are what what do you guys recommend for the best roads? And he's like, you have to do Highway 12. And so I was like, okay, that sounds good to me. Like you're from there, you know what's best. And, and so I rode, I rode up highway 12. It's the Northwest passage scenic byway. And it goes from Montana into Idaho. And oh my God, it was, it was unbelievable. It was, it was incredible. I mean, it was, so there's like, there was like 130 mile road that was basically just like 45 mile an hour, like slow curves like following this river in this Aww. huge national forest and it was just like I mean it, it's like it an outer, outer body experience it was perfect and the water is like this emerald green and like there was not much traffic and when there was I would just let them pass me because I'm like I'm in no fucking rush to do anything yeah and yeah it was incredible and I stayed at this really cool like hot springs I camped at this cool like hot spring place and oh my god I was freezing that night because I was at the bottom of a mountain so it was like th- it dropped down to like 30 degrees and I was like oh my god <laughs> not prepared for this but yeah but that's part of the fun is like you know you just you know you don't know what do you yeah, bring with you Shelby so I brought I have like a big so I have a big sissy bar on the back of my bike that I strap my pack onto and then I bring I actually had two different tents that I brought I brought one that's just a, a like a solo individual tent that can pop up. And then I, I brought one that actually goes right off the side of my bike. So you, you hook Ooh, it on to my cool. sissy bar and my handlebars. So I can literally like park and set up camp wherever. Perfect. And that was really that's cool. Slick. Yeah, it's really slick. And then I did buy this year like a foam, like a foam pad or whatever, like a roll up mat to sleep on. And then what was smart, I can't believe I've never thought of this before, but I strapped a pillow, like a bungee corded a pillow to the front of my pack so I could rest on it as I was riding. Nice. And then I also had a pillow to sleep nice. on, which I've never had before. I usually just like wad up a sweatshirt and it's, you're in, you know, nature and stuff. And so you get to hear all the things and oh my gosh, smell all the gosh. things. And so, yeah, so I made it into Idaho and then camped there and went into town. I always like treat myself to like really good food good. when I, when That's I go on these trips. Good. Right. And so I found, I was in this like bum little town in Kamaya, Idaho and found, and found this like old biker bar 
Um, there's these two like cowboy guys like smoking outside the bar. I'm like, okay, I found where I want to eat, you know? Yeah. And and they're like, they're like, oh, come on in, darling, you know? And we're all, you know, so it's just, it was a bunch of degenerate like bikers basically, you know, that live in the bar. You knew you could get a good burger or something there. (laughs) I did. I got the best burger. It was so good. They, they use like, um, bacon, pepper jelly on this huge burger. Yeah. It was so good to us. It was incredible. And and one of the guys in there, you know, he's asking me where I was from. And he's like, oh, I've spent I've spent time in St. Cloud, Minnesota. And I was like, no shit. And he's like, yeah, the penitentiary there. <laughs> I, like, oh, I worked there. <laughs> so, oh, buddy. Yeah, um, Shelby, you have connections with these guys in more ways than they probably have any stinking clue, right? They're like, oh, this sweet young lady. You're like, you have no idea. Yeah. So, so that was really fun. And then um, I kept heading west and... And made it into Washington State, which was really cool. And the landscapes out there are just so beautiful. And yeah, and then I cut north up into Coeur d'Alene is like the very top part of Idaho um, and spent a couple days there and then kind of went back through Montana. And yeah, I went through North Dakota again. So it was so fun. And it was in, it was insane because I it was a first trip. I went the whole trip without a single drop of rain. Whoa, which is which is weird, weird for out west because the, it's always changing out there and there's always like clouds and stuff. So it was it was weird how like nothing like bad happened. Like usually there's always like one incident every year where it's like oh fuck like I have to figure out how to maneuver this. But this year was like Whoa. no issues. So it was pretty smooth sailing and it was it was just Good. a blast. I imagine you get imagine everything you get- checked before you leave. Yeah. So I I have um a few buddies that are good mechanics but there's one that owns a uh, bike mechanic shop that he checks out my bike every year and like if I need new tires or you know whatever it is I mean it's usually spendy you know but it's better to have my bike in tip-top shape before you know going on a you know multi-thousand mile trip so yeah so it was super smooth this year I think it was like nine or ten days so I'd like to yeah, it's nicer to have a little bit longer time so you don't feel yeah. as rushed and yeah. you can see as much stuff as you can. But I'm really grateful to have, you know, have gotten that, that time. And it's so, yeah, it's just, it's so beautiful out there. So yeah, I'm planning well, where I, I want to well, go this yeah. summer. Yeah, I know. You'll have to keep us in the loop. Like I said, one of the biggest reasons I want to do this podcast is so people don't feel alone. And I love the strength love that you, the share. Strength you share. I love that you take these we'll trips take every these year. Trips. I am sure it's empowering sure for it's you empowering too to like get through it like, all, adapt it. to whatever challenges come your way. And how and cool how that cool you're just like independently, you're independently like, traveling, traveling the United States. I love I travel and I love what it teaches you. And I just think it's cool that you're kind of doing that as a part of self-care. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's, it, it is a huge part of, of my self-care of just, like, giving myself that time to, like, go explore and, like, learn more about myself. And I think it was the first year I went um, out to Montana, um, it wasn't until I, like, got back that I was like, holy fuck, like, I just did that. <laughs> you know, like, I, I had no plans. I, you know, I'd only been riding for, like, less than a year. You know, I didn't, I, I didn't plan anything, you know, whatever. And, shit came up and I got it figured out and stuff. And I like made it home and I'm like, Oh my God, like I I didn't really realize the like enormity of it until I like came home unscathed and 
was just like, holy shit, like, I can do whatever the hell I, whatever the hell I put my mind yeah. to. And it was yeah. very empowering, yeah. Good. Okay, so where are you going to go next year? <sighs> well, or this year. I want to ride in all 50 states, but I always just want to keep going west because I love the mountains and I, I love it out there. But I, my thought is that I might cut south down into Texas and then cut west and go into, like, New Mexico Ooh, that would be pretty um, down there. Yeah, I'd really, I've heard it's really, really beautiful down there. So we'll see. I'm still not, I'm still not 100% set. Because um, I, I rode through Colorado a couple years ago, and that was, that was really beautiful, obviously. Yeah, um, Colorado's yeah, cool. It, did, so did you go did, through, like, Estes, like Estes or, like, yeah, any like, of the mountains? Yeah. That's so, so pretty. I, that's so pretty. Oh, my God. So, well, that trip was interesting because it was the longest I've ever ridden in one day. I left... St. Cloud, Minnesota at 6 a.m. And I made it to Loveland, Colorado at 9 p.m. So I Dang, made it 900. Girl. Yeah, I made it 900 miles in 16 hours. Whoa. Um, yeah, it took me two <laughs> days to get to Colorado. This is when I could walk well, and I drove. It's, and it it's totally me. different in a vehicle. Yeah. It's totally different. I could never make that in a day in a vehicle. I'd be bored out of my mind. But on the bike, yeah. it's much more yeah. fulfilling yeah. to me, I guess. But that is um, so yeah, cool. I rode through Rocky Mountain National Park and into Estes Park, which is so yes, cute. I yes. absolutely loved it. And then rode down the Monarch Pass um, into Gunnison and went to um, Sweet, God, the Black Canyon of Gunnison, which is stunning. And then I stayed at this really cool, like, nudist hot spring down in Ure, <laughs> which is really cool. It was so fun. It was really cool because they had all these different hot springs. And there was, like, the lobster pot. And then there was, like... A smoker's hot spring where you could like smoke cigarettes in it and it's you know it's Colorado so it's like all hippy dippy and stuff and yeah I got to camp like under the stars and oh it was so cool and and then yeah I go south down to the million dollar highway there's a big loop of like Durango Silverton things like that and they carve this gorgeous highway out of out of the mountain and it's called the Switzerland of America because it's just stunning yeah I've gotten Very to see cool. some really cool Very places cool. Yeah, well, send us some pictures. I'm excited to hear more about your adventures moving forward and your new job and stuff. We'll have to touch base again. I would love that. I love getting to talk to you. This was, I like I said, I was very honored to be asked to even Aww. chat with you again. So thank you. Well, you're welcome. And thank you for coming back on. I, you know, I think people are going to feel encouraged by everything you said. We can all write parallels with self-care. It really just matters how much time we put into it and you're a great example to practice these things they really do go a long way absolutely yeah and we all yeah self-care looks different for everybody and I just I suggest that you find those things that make you feel that fill up your cup yeah thank you so much and yeah send me some photos girl and your bread recipe and thanks for dealing with our crappy internet connection we'll just make it work we made it through yeah i think it went pretty well considering yes all right girl well you have a great day oh well thank you so much i'll send you the links to the books and then i can type up my questions too if you want those yes please yep um and then the bread recipe of course sounds good well, thank you, and okay. good luck with your new job, and we'll touch base we'll again touch soon, base okay? soon, okay? Yes, we will. Love All you, right. Tess. Right. Love you, too. Bye. Bye. This has been Push Diaries Podcast. 
please visit our website at pushdiariespodcast.com to see our mission and learn more about the guests. This is your podcast too. I want to hear your stories. Email me at pushdiariespodcast at gmail.com and consider supporting the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pushdiariespodcast. Thank you for listening. If you are a sponsor or would like to run a commercial and think that my message and my podcast would be beneficial for your business, please consider contacting me. I would be honored to work with you. We have the ability to put commercials into these episodes. Thank you for your consideration. Take care.